What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast, and today we are jumping back into hormonal nutrition to cover chapter six, which is on the hormone ghrelin. Hope y'all are ready. Here we go. It's a short one. So, if leptin tells your brain that you're full, then ghrelin tells your brain that you're hungry. It has other duties, including the stimulation of growth hormone, signaling the need for new fat cells, increasing triglycerol formation, and decreasing lipolysis. This hormone is produced mainly in the stomach, and though it has been previously studied because of its appetite-stimulating effects, it is now being researched for its role in the regulation and control of glucose in the blood, since it is now understood that it is also produced in the pancreas. In general, the concentration of ghrelin in the blood increases until food is ingested. After feeding, the concentration drops, but then begins to rise again until the next feeding. Ghrelin produced in the stomach enters the blood and increases in concentration until the brain gets the I, I'm hungry signal. What do you do when you're hungry? You eat. Ingesting food, but carbohydrates specifically, elicits the insulin response, which causes the re- removal of ghrelin and thus hunger pangs. The thing about calorie restriction aka dieting, is that it creates a chronic increase in ghrelin levels, so you're always hungry. If you're always hungry, then losing weight, and more importantly, maintaining a specific weight, become more and more difficult. This is perhaps another big reason weight loss diets are so unsuccessful. No one wants to feel hungry all the time. How do you deal with or work around this hunger signal? Well, first of all, I do not want you to think that the hunger signal is bad. Your body is letting you know it needs something when you get the ghrelin signal. I do not believe the goal is to give in to the hunger message. I think the goal should be to control the signal proactively. How is this accomplished? Specific meal timing and intense exercise, I believe, are the answer. There's been some research on the effects of particular supplements, such as oligofructose, on ghrelin levels. Though the outcome for this supplement was very desirable, weight loss due to significant reduction in ghrelin levels with a substantial increase in hunger-suppressing hormone PYY, as well as improved glucose regulation. Subjects reported on the final day of testing that almost 50% of the time they were supplementing, they experienced some GI discomfort, including flatulence and intestinal pressure. Hmm. These subjects who reported these adverse side effects also said they would not continue the supplement dose because of the discomfort. So what are other options? There's been other research looking into the composition as well as the timing of feeding on ghrelin levels. One specific study sought to find the effects of a protein-carbohydrate-rich breakfast or an ultra-low-carbohydrate diet on ghrelin levels and weight loss. This study came about due to both scientific proof and anecdotal evidence that significant portions of protein at breakfast can be beneficial at controlling hunger and adding complex carbohydrates to protein at this meal may be even more helpful at controlling appetite. This study showed that after 16 weeks, both groups had a significant reduction in both body weight and ghrelin levels. They retested again after another 16 weeks, but due to some study design flaws and compliance issues, the data from the retest is less clear. What is clear is that both groups had beneficial reductions in both body weight and ghrelin levels, and both groups were limited to less than 100 grams a day of carbohydrates. The authors of this study suggest that beginning the day with a high-protein and complex-carbohydrate meal 
with high protein within a high protein, low carb diet will assist in long-term weight loss and prevent weight gain that often comes after weight loss. Research is also quite clear that exercise duration and intensity can play a role in the production of ghrelin. Studies on different types of exercise as well as differing exercise intensity show that the specific kind of activity is not as important as the consistency and particular exercise intensity. In other words, a single bout of low intensity exercise like walking on a treadmill, using an elliptical machine, or even low intensity resistance training will not decrease ghrelin levels. Research shows that low intensity exercise may have no effect on ghrelin levels or may increase the level of ghrelin. A single bout of intense aerobic exercise like running on a treadmill for 60 minutes or intense resistance training, 90 minutes of weightlifting, like 90 minutes of weightlifting, can cause an immediate decrease in ghrelin levels, but only for about two hours. If this type of training becomes consistent, total ghrelin levels will increase, but only when weight loss occurs from the exercise. The overarching conclusion from research on exercising ghrelin is that overall ghrelin levels may increase as an individual loses weight due to exercise, but the active form of ghrelin, uh, isolated ghrelin, stays the same. When body weight is reduced due to calorie restriction alone, not only to do total ghrelin levels increase, but the specific amount of active ghrelin also increases. The amount of sleep you get also affects ghrelin levels. Sleep deprivation is known to increase ghrelin levels. A specific study by Spiegel et al. showed that sleep deprivation not only caused significant increases in ghrelin and thus appetite, but there was a trend for study participant participants to crave calorie-rich carbohydrate foods. It appears that this issue may be cyclical and that high levels of ghrelin can contribute to shorter amounts of REM sleep, which cause increases in ghrelin production. Conversely, research also shows that improved sleep patterns leads to decreases in ghrelin levels. So, what's the bottom line? What's the, the bullet points or the main takeaways? To normalize ghrelin levels, stop dieting if you're just in a generic calorie restriction. Eat a protein and complex carbohydrate-rich breakfast. Exercise consistently and vigorously, aka there's got to be some higher intensity stuff thrown in there. Can't just all be low intensity, steady state. And probably most important is get plenty of sleep every night. Adequate rest. Can't can't do with uh, without sleep. The whole body just can't function very well. So that is ghrelin. So next on the uh, on the list for chapters from this book, we'll cover glucagon, which is pretty interesting. So, alrighty, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. I hope you guys uh, are learning a few things from rolling through this book, um, and uh, would love it. Would appreciate it if y'all went to Amazon and searched for hormonal nutrition or did a search for Kevin R. Kuhn, and uh, hopefully this will pop up and add to cart, do a little bit of that. That would be awesome. I'd appreciate it. So, alrighty, y'all. Like always, if you have any questions, please reach out to me and uh, please stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.